I know that today we have gotten away from this whole idea of slavery, but you know, <laughs> slavery has not left us. Amen. They, they still have us. And when I say they, I mean the people that would sell children into the sex slave trade industry. The people who would tell women that they got to shut up and sit down. Amen. Those people that would say that transgenders have no place in this community. Those people who would say that if you're gay or bi or even asexual, that somehow you are not a part of what is normal. They are still dealing in the slave trade. I tell you what, it's been a journey. And this morning, I wanted that song shared because I'm telling you that if, if we are really taking seriously this road that we are on towards freedom, it's going to get you into trouble. <laughs> there are going to be people that are going to give you a hard time because they don't want you to stand up and take what is rightfully yours. And what is rightfully yours? Your relationship with God. And I am taking dead aim at the institutional mainline church and the slavery that they continue to put people in even today as we speak. Even as you go into congregations all across this country, they are handing people the shackles of bondage. Amen? I know I'm beginning to sound like a Pentecostal, but it is true. <laughs> It is very true. You don't think that I'm telling you the truth? Go into any church and announce who you are and see if they will give you communion. Go to another church and miss four, five, six weeks in a row and see if you are still considered a member of that community. I remember that my partner, whose family was in the Episcopal Church, and they come from a rather large family. They thought they were Catholic. Amen? There were 12 kids in that family. See, so I'm not kidding. They thought they were Catholics. As a matter of fact, after the 12th child was born, somebody went to Billy's daddy and said, you can stop now, you're Episcopal. <clears throat> but they went to the Episcopal church. And because there were so many kids, his dad had to get a second job. Amen? <laughs> no surprise there. And when his father had, because he worked himself to death, literally, on Thanksgiving Day in 1977, had a massive heart attack and died, that church would not do the celebration of life. Why? Because he was not an active member. Tell me that the mainline church has not put on the chains of bondage rather than freeing us, as they talk about all the time. So if you've been on this journey with us, we have spent the last several weeks telling you what it is that we want you to experience as freedom. The first week, we said that you were free to follow Jesus rather than the church. Amen. That's fun. You know, you are free 
to be you. God Almighty, isn't that an interesting thing that you would actually be free to read about Jesus and make your own decisions about Jesus? That when people say, well, we can't have women preaching, that you could actually say, when did Jesus ever stop women from talking? And you could cite several examples in Scripture where Jesus not only didn't stop him from talking, but changed his ministry. Anybody remember where his ministry changed because of a woman? Oh, come on. The woman that was bleeding. Well, that's one. The woman that was yeah, her life changed. <laughs> she got to well. have her life. He, he just said the woman at the well. The woman at the well. The woman that talked about the crumbs beneath the table. Ah, yeah, there, there you go. And she and and that's the main one. That's the woman who had no business sitting where you're sitting. He'd gone to the house, this particular house, to get out of the way. To get away. And he sits down, he's about to have this nice lunch, and there she is, right there at the table. And she's a Phoenician. God help us. That would be like a Muslim today. Did I say that out loud? Mm -hmm. Yes, I did. Okay. It would be like a Muslim sitting at your table. And she doesn't bother to take off her headdress at the table. And she says, my daughter is sick. I need your help. And Jesus looked at her and said, I'm not here for you. <laughs> I am not here for the dogs of Israel. Yeah. Jesus said that. Jesus said that. You know, the one that the evangelicals want to turn into God, you know, so that you can't relate to them at all. <laughs> yeah, he said, I am not here for the dogs. And that woman looked at him. It was great. She sat there and she goes, well, that might be true, but even the dogs get the crumbs. And Jesus at that point said, my God, never. What faith? Go home. It's as you wish. So don't be telling me that women have no place. If the church tells you that you don't have a place or you got to be two foot behind your man, hallelujah, or that you can't preach, you tell the church they're lying. Jesus never said that. Jesus never expected that. <coughs> On March 12th, we talked about the freedom to believe God loves you just the way you are. And I added this just because I am loving the fact that I can twist people's underwear. You are free to be a sinner. Yeah, imagine that. There isn't a church in this city that you're going to go into, and they're not going to say, oh, no, 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 you can't be a sinner. we got to pray that out of you. You can't be a sinner. Yes, you can. And you know how I know that's true? Read the prodigal son. Read the prodigal son. It does not matter what your mistakes are. It does not matter. You can even get angry at God. But as long as you want that relationship with God, God will come find you. Folks, 
quit worrying about whether you're a sinner or not and worry about whether you love God as much as God loves you. There's a, some kind of freedom in that, amen? Then on the 19th, we said that you're free out of Mark 7, <clears throat> that you're free to define your relationship with God. And in Mark 7, Jesus sat there and told the religious authorities, you people are screwing these people over. <laughs> you're laying way too much. Because what did they do? They came to Jesus and they said, hey, you people aren't washing their hands before they eat. Don't you know that they're supposed to wash their hands? Now, my mama made me wash my hands, but it had nothing to do with religion, did it? It had to do with sanitary stuff. But for them, it was part of that ritual. Do you know that you, in that day, in Jesus' day, you couldn't get in the temple if you had a blemish? You had to buy the right sacrifice. You couldn't even get the money to pay for a sacrifice because were, whose rule were they under? They were under Roman rule. You couldn't touch the Roman coins, so they set up this market in front of the temple that was exchanging money. And then you wonder why that scene in Jesus Christ Superstar, I just absolutely love it when he tears the temple apart. You know, that whole outer thing. Say, what do you think? You've turned the house of prayer into a marketplace. I, I dare say, folks, okay? And again, I'm saying this out loud. Go into any mega church. And look at the marketplace that it has become. It's not like a First Christian Church where they have a thrift store where they take that money and put it back out into the community. This is money that they're putting into their budget so they can have their big uh, 3D screens and flat screens and, and the pastor can fly around in a jet. In the mega budget. Amen. March 26, which was last week, you are free to make your own choices. And that was when the vicar walked you through the Bible. <clears throat> Folks, hear me now when I say this. And just play with this for a while. Because I know you haven't heard me say this yet, but now you're going to hear it for the first time. And just, just, you know, don't fall out on me. The Bible is not the inerrant word of God. What? <laughs> it is a collection of 66 sacred writings. It is meant to be a guide for us. It is meant to give us an introduction to this God that created us and to this person whom we call our Messiah, Jesus. But this idea that you live or die by the Bible is the bonds of slavery. Because it's that Bible where you can find it. Women ain't supposed to do stuff. You can supposedly find that gay people aren't cool. And somewhere along the line, you can kind of twist it up and say that slavery is okay. Folks, that is not the word of God. Ooh, I said that out loud, too. Welcome to freedom. Welcome to being on the road to freedom. Know that you can study it. You can absorb it. And once you've done all of that stuff, now we get to the meat. Because if you're free, if you know that you belong to God, and you are no longer shackled in the chains that the church has deliberately put you in, then you're free to do the work. Amen? Amen. 
And what was the work? You heard it. You heard it this morning. To do justice, to be fair, to be merciful. That is, to be compassionate and to walk humbly with your God. My God, you know, all you got to do is listen to people for about five minutes and you know that you probably don't want to walk down the path that they're walking because there's nothing humble about it. <laughs> you know, and there is no mercy about it. You're going to tell me that within hours, within hours of a tragedy that we ought to be praising God for that nobody died, we've got to point the finger to three homeless people and we've got to put their dirty laundry in the paper. That is not freedom. That is not doing the work. Here is doing the work. I was hungry and you fed me. I was thirsty and you gave me drink. I was homeless and you gave me a room. I was shivering and you gave me clothes. I was sick and you stopped to visit. I was in prison and you came to me. You see, when you drop the chains, folks, when you quit worrying about judging other people, when you quit worrying about whether or not you belong to God, you are free. You are free to do the work that God wants us to do. It's that simple. That's what the road to freedom is about. That's why this place is a really hard place to come. You know why? And this is the way I'm going to end it. Because it is not my job to do it for you. It is not my job to threaten you with hell, to threaten you with sin. It is only my job to love you, encourage you, and remind you that this day, in this place, if you claim it, you're free. Free. Free to be. Free to love God. Free to walk this planet knowing that you belong to God. Amen.